0: The Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere, and Hyundai. Enjoy Hyundai's generous cashback on SENSA, the Round Ball with Domin and Dodsey. Yes, a uh, very good evening. It is a Wednesday here in Adelaide and it is the Round Ball. With uh, Dom and Dodsey, and uh, it's all thanks to, as you heard, Hyundai and their generous cashback uh, across all petrol and diesel SUVs. A little, a little goes a long way there, Travis. you've been told many, many times, with Hyundai's <laughs> generous cashback across <laughs> petrol and diesel SUVs.
1: And how are you there, Travis? Don't give up your day job, mate. How are you, Travis? You're Trav? no comedian.
0: Well, if I give up my day job, I'll come and no, I won't come and work with you. No, I like to be an honest person. How am
1: I? I'm, I'm all right, actually. Yeah, all good. Yeah, thanks uh, for asking. Yeah, who won over
0: the weekend. Oh, hang on. Nobody. <laughs>
1: it's, no, Belarus? What's it, happening in Belarus? We've we're going to do tips
0: for Belarus looked, today.
1: Yeah, uh, excellent.
0: Hey, yep, that's the only league. Actually, speaking of, I mean, things are a lot better. I know that... Every state and around the world is a little different, but well done, South Australia. We're doing very well here at the moment, so hopefully sooner before later, uh, Trav, you might be able to kick some balls.
1: I loved, I'd i love to be able to kick a ball or two. Um, yeah. It's been a long time, been a long time between drinks. Don't
0: tempt me, but uh, yeah, let, let's keep our fingers crossed that this comes sooner rather than later. We've got a big show here, Trav, tonight, as we normally do. Uh, in just a tick, we're going to catch up, well, first captain, now you're, what captain number were you, Four, three, five, five, six, down the know. down the pecking order somewhere. Yeah,
1: there was, somewhere. Few. There was uh, Roscoe. Yeah, he was uh, the original and the best. Mickey, Valcanis, Mickey. Uh, uh Paul Agostino.
0: Ag- well, he was only capped for about five minutes, wasn't he? He was. Um, Love Paul. I that's how, how mate, I got it
1: because uh, Mickey got injured first. Oh, uh, you do?
0: Well, you backstab him?
1: No, no, no. I was assistant coach. Oh. Assistant. coach. I was assistant. <laughs> what is that? He Vice was. captain. <laughs> That's it. I was vice captain to Mickey. Yeah, uh, Mickey yeah. did his knee early on in the season. Uh, Vidi was the coach at the time, and he said, "No, I just don't think you're ready yet." So he gave it to Aggo, uh, and Ago got injured like ten minutes later in the warm up. I did think it you... was in Uzbekistan. <laughs> I uh, for the that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I reckon you must have worked something out with Mickey. Or something. Sorry. I'll get out, I'll get Aggo from I was from the behind. last man
1: standing. <laughs> So five well, of the
0: fittest Now I didn't say that, you uh, you sort of put yourself down there But Roscoe, Ross Aloisti, of course was the very first uh, captain of Adelaide United We haven't spoken to our good mate Roscoe for a while Of course he lives in Brisbane nowadays, he's a banana bender So we thought, let's catch up with the great man and uh, see what is going on and what he's doing with himself Roscoe, it's always a pleasure you talking to me buddy
2: <laughs> yeah. How are you Dom, how are you? you Hi hey, right?
0: Roscoe Not bad mate, now firstly, um, what's it like living in, I- in, in, sorry?
2: I was going to correct you. I actually wasn't the first captain of Adelaide United. The first captain of Adelaide United was Aurelio Vidmar,
0: well, that was in the uh, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: I was yeah, I was the inaugural captain of the of Adelaide United in the A
0: League. Yeah, well, that's what we meant because we didn't count the uh, <laughs> oh, <okay>. before <laughs> well, that. Oh, I
2: didn't know. <laughs> I, sorry, I, can't, I don't read mine. <laughs>
0: hey, Roscoe, the whole of Adelaide misses you, mate. We love the way you, your passion when you played that that uh, that red of your eyes, where you wanted to kill somebody, but uh, now that you've... was just in training. That was just in training and chasing <laughs> Travis. But now you're living in uh, living in Brisbane. Firstly, what's the lifestyle there? Are you enjoying yourself there?
2: Oh, I love it up here in Brisbane. The weather's unbelievable. The summer is uh, is quite hot, but the winter's uh, sensational because it's about 25, 26 degrees. It cools down at night and and uh, generally uh, very sunny in the uh, during the day. So I, I love it up here. I mean, it's very relaxed as well, and um, and the kids love it up here as well. So does the wife. So that's important. Well, that's
0: very important.
1: <laughs> yeah, happy wife, <laughs> happy life. That's what I reckon. <laughs> that's what, correct. So what are you up to, Roscoe, these days? Um,
2: so. Uh, when I left the Brisbane Roar, um, I started up. Well, it took me oh, probably about two, three months, probably a little bit longer than that. But I started up a female um, football program, where um, I was doing. I, I started up. The reason why I did it because my uh, a lot of my background coaching was with the women in uh, in South Australia. So I was the head of women's football uh, for Football Federation of South Australia, and and also Adelaide United's um, you know, women's coach. Then went on to the Matildas, so I always had a passion for the for the women's game, and I think the the, the men's the academies and programs, or whatever else, are saturated pretty much all around Australia, and and you know so it is over here as well in Brisbane. So I thought I'd, I'd do some uh, something a little bit different as a bit of a pathway for female footballers and to do extra training, and I think uh everyone understands when i say the isolated training isn't done in training sessions with clubs because you can't do that but i remember as a kid a lot of the stuff that we did and i'm sure you did yourself travis um is that we did a lot of stuff either with coaches or with your father or with your your mates or, or whoever and and so i i slowly put a program together and and became a pathway for female coaches as well so i've got some coaches on the books that uh, that i pay and um and and slowly it's uh, it's gaining some traction the only issue that we had is when they put a stop to everything and you couldn't coach i was doing small groups i didn't want to do um large groups uh, because it, it takes away from the isolated training that i was doing yeah um and probably after about three weeks of isolation here uh, the club that I, that I train out of, which is Olympic FC here in Brisbane. they've got the artificial fields. They uh, said or asked me if I wanted to do some one on one training and so that started up, and I'd probably do about six hours a day, six, seven different uh, kids or girls, and, and pretty much loving it, to be honest.
1: So generally speaking with the, with the program is it's individual type stuff. Uh, how, many, how many kids do you have in the program?
2: Um, so the, you can sign up for eight weeks or, or 16, so it's eight sessions or 16 sessions and, and you can do three sessions a week if you really wanted to, but I've probably got, oh, at the moment, um, uh, probably 10 or 12 at the moment, because I can't fit any more in. <laughs> um, and, and, and that's the issue. I'm actually uh, coaching until seven o'clock at, at night. I probably, probably could go on to. eight o'clock but then I've got early starts as well Uh, some girls come in uh, early mornings but when I've had the small groups and we had between 20 30 girls and 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 that's quite a bit um and that's why I had the 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 female coaches as well because it gave gave them a job and
0: also uh, a pathway into coaching you mentioned that you coached Adelaide United women's here you're part of the Matildas have you noticed in the last couple of years that the women's uh, game is just growing and growing
2: yeah, it was always growing when I first started um, um, with with Adelaide United Women's. Uh, you know, I was quite kind of lucky in a way to fall into the women's game because Ayrton Andreoli, the technical director in South Australia, who was the next teammate of mine, asked me if I would be interested. Or no, he didn't ask me if I was interested. He asked me to help him out and, and coach the team. And you know, at the beginning, I was kind of unsure. But um, you know, once I started uh, coaching, you know, you saw these really good players coming through um you know the likes of alex chidiak where isabel hodgson dylan holmes and you know, they're, they're, there's a whole number of them um that were there and when i ended up coaching the ntc girls uh, you know we were lucky we were very very successful but the girls put in the hard work mm. so i saw the growth already there um but the only issue that i see at the moment in the women's game is that we're falling behind the rest of asia um, and I went away as a technical advisor with the young Matildas uh, not long ago to the uh, World Cup qualifiers in Thailand, and we got smacked by Japan, South Korea, North Korea, and, and if we had to have played China, we probably would have got beaten um, uh, by quite a bit against them as well. And I, I think physically... Uh, technically and, and tactically, we're behind. Well, why um, is that,
0: Roscoe? How, how, how can we change that? Because uh, Travis and I have spoken about that same yeah. topic a while ago. How can how do we change that?
2: So this is just my personal opinion, and, and I guess it's the same in the boys as well, but more girls is... Uh, I think we need to get the right coaches in positions that are going to coach the girls at a younger age. Um, I think we need to s- slowly understand that the curriculum, the national curriculum... Is there for for a reason, but there's also things that the players aren't doing outside of the game. You know, speed and agility. Uh, they the, a lot of players don't do um, the extra training, the, the ball work. So technically, we're, we're miles behind, and physically, I, we can't even compete against uh, the Japanese and and the Koreans, and 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 that's because of the training uh, that they do. I, uh, there's a, there's a lot of things, in my opinion. Uh, one is the coaches, that we need the right coaches in in, in the junior areas. Uh, the coaches need to be coached. Uh, that, that's another issue. And I think we, we fall into that trap of, of the, the the loading for the players is too much or they're doing too much. You know, when we were kids, uh, you know we used to train non-stop and, and not just train non-stop. You'd be at the clubs. I grew up at Adelaide City. After training, I'd be playing with my friends because our parents were at the bar having a having a drink or having something to eat or whatever. So, you know, we were there for four or five hours playing with the ball. Kids nowadays come to training, they train for an hour and a half and they leave straight away. Hmm. And that, that's an hour and a half. And how, how much ball contact do they have in a training session? So I, I calculated uh, probably two, three weeks ago that one girl, she did uh, 45 minutes of, of uh, ball work and she had a, 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 probably a minimum of 800 touches within that 45 minutes and it sounds a lot but it's not a lot mm-hmm. and and we need to be doing a lot more with with our kids and i think that's the way to progress and again that's just my personal opinion
1: now roscoe you've been a player and a captain in an a-league club you've coached uh, at an a-league level and we are in the hiatus at the moment what have you made of the the a-league this season and do you see it coming back
2: yeah, um look i don't know if it's going to come back this season it definitely will be there next season. Um, yeah, look, I think the level dropped quite a bit. I, I was there with Brisbane Roar for four years, and I think the first year that we were there, um, I think it was probably the the best year that I thought while I was coaching in, in the A-League. Uh, the, the level was uh, a top level. Uh, West Sydney had been in the league for, um, I don't know, two, three years, and they made a massive difference for the league. Um, then the second season was not bad, the third and fourth. Uh, I, I didn't think the level was great at all um, and yeah, I, it just, I don't know I, I really don't know, I don't have the answers for, for the A-League to be honest with you I just, I enjoy coaching and <laughs> I enjoy um, the grassroots God, level You sat on the fence yeah. on
0: that one there, Roscoe uh,
2: Well, I'll I tell you the reason why because there's bigger and better people that, that and, and we've seen the, uh, the golden generation that's come through now um, with, their, with their programs, you know, the lots of Craig Moore, Mark Baduka, Skoko uh, John Aloisi, Mark Swartzer, um I think I mentioned Craig Moore. I mean, these guys have Brecciano. got real ideas. Bresciano. But Bresciano's on the board of FFA as well. But that, they've got real ideas on how the game should be run at the higher level. I, I've i got quite a few ideas of what should be done at the junior level. Um, and again, I, it falls back to coaches being coached, because I don't blame the coaches. But I, I, I do look at the system, and I, and I, I really think that us coaches need a lot more help than what we're getting.
1: Roscoe, do you think this uh, newly formed uh, panel by the FFA, n- known as the Starting Eleven, do you think that's going to yep. uh, have an impact in uh, progressing our game moving forward? Well, let's hope so. Yeah,
2: yeah look, like, I think they're on the right track, um, you know, and I think that there's some there's some uh, strong characters in in that. Uh, starting eleven, and let's hope that they are listened to because I, I do. I know I don't know Mark Viduka, uh, you know, really, really well, but I know him reasonably well, and I know that he's got an opinion, and I know that um, that he's he's got uh, some some good ideas. Josip Skoko and and uh, and and the others, Paul O'Con, you know, these people, if they're not listened to, I'm, I'm really really scared that they'll walk away from the game for good. Mm.
0: Yeah, and we don't want that because they're the sort of people that you really do want. I mean, I'm just sick and tired of all these uh, people coming in into our sport from other sports, trying to run our sport, and really they're just taking the money and run. We really need people uh, who care about the game, who have passion about the game, and who understand the game.
2: But I understand what you're saying there, and without being controversial, you're saying that people come into our sport and, Mm. and take the money and go, but why are we always... Fighting each other. Why is there so yep. much infight? Why is why um, too much self-interest? So, and,
0: that's why. Too much self-interest.
2: Yeah, but but these are also football people as well. Or so-called football people. So it's it, it's interesting. Yeah. It's and and again, uh, Travis. If if these people in this uh, first eleven, even like you got Claire Polkinghorne, Heather Garriock, mm. uh Vicky I and these people have been around. Uh, but Claire Polkinghorne has been in professional football and probably one of uh, the professionals that have been. Um, at a number of different levels, you know, if they're not listened to, they, they will walk. And, and, and that, that's, this is the scary thing, you know, how, how often or how many years are going to go by that we're going to have this infighting and, and sure. not listen to the people that are, um, Involved in the game that, And have got a, a real interest of the game
1: Well we have seen it happen before uh, Many a times uh, They get the good advice But don't follow it uh, Just on a family front Roscoe uh, How are you coping without your elder son at home uh, Christian he's oh, back yeah. in Adelaide
0: uh, Applying
1: <laughs> yeah. his trade here
0: Yeah it got away from dad <laughs> Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah no, You know what it's, it's, it's quite hard to be honest Because you know, we spent a lot of time together Especially when you're a family in another state and Yeah and, you know, you're always together. And then I used to have to travel. <laughs> this is the weird thing. You know, in Adelaide, you travel 20 minutes to the other side of town. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, I'd have to take him... I'd have to leave uh, training early to go and pick him up from school to take him to training, which was an hour away. Um, but without traffic, it was, like, 25 minutes away. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's been difficult. But, yeah, you know, he's, uh, he's happy in Adelaide. He, he loves living in Adelaide and living with my parents and... He's on an apprenticeship with, as a as a cabinet maker for my father now. So oh, there you go,
0: <laughs> terrific. Well, last question I'm going to ask you: Are we ever going to yep. see you and your family back in Adelaide? That's the last question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just say yes or a no, or I'll get lost, Dom. <laughs> well, I don't care.
2: <laughs> I don't know. It depends where football takes me. Yeah. I mean, that, that's you know, I I, um, I had other interests outside of football at, uh, for quite a while and. And you know, football's always been a passion, and I got into the coaching, and uh, and I ended up in
0: Brisbane. Who knows where football's going to take me? Well, I'd love to. <coughs> pardon me, I'd love to see you and your brother come back and coach Adelaide United one day. I think that'll be the dream situation. Adelaide boys coaching Adelaide United, but that's just my opinion, and I'm biased because I love you there, Roscoe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hey, Ross, it's always a pleasure, mate. We could talk for hours, but we got to go. But uh, thanks for sharing a bit of your time with us.
2: No problem. Thanks, guys. All the best, Rusko. And, uh, all the best for the families.
0: Thanks, Jeez, Rusko. That's the uh, inaugural A League captain for Adelaide United. Travis was down the list at number, what did you say, 16? Where were you? Number what?
1: Four. I'll you say. can't even
0: remember. How could you not remember what captain number you were?
1: I don't know. It's not like the soccer is where you get given a cap for your cap. Yeah, but you,
0: you know that, that should have been something really special to you, and you it kind was. of think it might have been four. It
1: was. That's unbelievable. Yeah, four or five. All right. <laughs> Or six <laughs>
0: All right. Well, we had the number oh two, really. If you want to be technical, because the Rip Vidi was one, and uh, Trav uh, was number somewhere. Anyway, uh, it was good to catch up with Roscoe. He's a very passionate guy. You played with him, and you know what he was like. And he? when he's on the park, he's like the the eyes just want to. He really plays for the for the Guernsey, doesn't he?
1: Absolutely. And it wasn't just uh, wasn't just in games. It was actually in training as well. And if if you ever well, you do hear the comment a lot. Uh, You train the way you play. Um, That was was Roscoe to a T.
0: And I think that's what's lacking in Adelaide United today is someone like him who's hungry. Okay, we're going to take a short break. Uh, We're here, of course, for Hyundai, their generous cashback across all petrol and diesel SUVs. Back right after this.